right. Welcome back to the Davenport Pulse, everybody. Today is a great day. The sun's shining. It's Friday. We have Brandon Mavis, Marketing Director of Front Street Brewery, um, located right alongside the riverfront with us. Thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks for having me on. This is great. We're all happy to see the sun. Yes, exactly. Um, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself uh, before we dive into questions? Yeah, so as you mentioned, Brandon Mavis, uh, Marketing Director at Front Street. So I've been there almost two years now. Awesome. Um, my background is uh, mostly in graphic design. So I went to school for graphic design and communications. And since then, I've held a variety of design positions. Uh, and when I came up to Front Street almost two years ago, uh, I was like, I definitely wanted to work for like a brewery or like mm -hmm. some kind of outdoors company. Yeah. So when this opportunity opened up, which was totally unannounced, unexpected. Like I was as shocked uh, as leaving my job as I think the company was. <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, from then on, it's, it's been fun ever since. That is amazing. Did you grow up here? From Galesburg. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Just down the road. Perfect. Uh, so take us through like a day in your life. What, what do you do? Is it something different every day for you? Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, it's, kind of, it's a lot of the same, but also different at the same time. So the majority of what takes up my time is honestly social media. Yeah. Uh, just because today, like, if you don't have a presence on that, uh, you're really missing out mm -hmm. uh, with everybody pretty much being on some kind of social platform. So we have a Facebook page and an Instagram page that we predominantly use. Mm -hmm. uh, and that would be for the taproom and brewery location, as well as the pub and eatery restaurant location. So they have separate pages. Got it. Uh, so it's managing both of those throughout the day. Okay. pretty much every day and then yeah it's updating website if we need to uh taking donation requests in that come from charities and other organizations mm -hmm. uh any benefits that might be going on in the area uh it's also uh planning events so we host a variety of events uh at our taproom location throughout the year yeah uh, some of those are charity based some of those are just based around like hey it's our anniversary or we have a new beer tapping um we had a new mug club that just launched, so it's it's planning that and, and lining everything up uh, with our managers at those locations to, to make it an awesome event. When is your anniversary? October 7th. Awesome. Yeah. That is great. So every year we try to have an anniversary party. Uh, if you're familiar with any of the beers, they have a lot of pinup style girls on them. Yeah. So that's kind of been our theme. They're, mm -hmm. they're military theme. They're pinup themes. And these are all, you know, local girls, the yeah. Iowa and Illinois girls that are actually on the cans. I think we ha we invite them in for our anniversary party. We usually have some kind of a beer deal uh, going on as well. But um, what a lot of people are surprised is that, you know, they see it on the can and they think, oh, that's just some animated Random. character. It's like, no, these, these are real girls. Yeah. So they see them in person and they're in the same attire or something very similar that they wear on the can. And they're like, it totally makes sense now. Yeah, that's awesome. Can yeah. you share, like, the story of the imagery and the artwork used throughout both of your locations dive a little bit deeper into that because it's so cool yeah no i mean we think i mean we would put our, our can art up against you know some of the largest breweries in the country as far i mean there's a lot of really cool can art out there but uh our style is, is getting consistent um we have hopefully another beer coming out this summer that we're going nice. to launch so it'll be it'll be our ninth can awesome uh, so we're, we're up to eight currently and then uh one of our longest running beers is our raging river ipa um, and there's a whole story going back to kind of the history of the front street on that one. But right now that can has been labeled for, um, a while, but it's not consistent with the rest of our, our branding. So that can will also be in, in the works to, uh, get a new label design, uh, maybe by the end of this year, if not early next year. Very cool. 
Can you give us some brief history of Front Street Brewery? Like maybe take us on the journey of how um, this very popular brewery came to be? Yeah, so way before um, myself was involved with it, obviously uh, the original owners, uh, there was Steve and, and Jenny, his wife. Um, I think Steve was kind of the face of, of sure. Front Street at the time. Um, but as a, lo- as a lot of people know, when they opened in 1992, um, the river flooded in 1993, and it was just a few months after they opened. Um, so they essentially pretty much lost everything they'd put into the business. Um, the help of the community and their people that came in and, and ate their food and drank their beer mm-hmm. uh, basically helped them reopen. Uh, and that's where I mentioned earlier, Raging River. That's yeah. where the name comes from. It was awesome. from in 1993. So yeah. um, Steve made that beer as kind of a thank you for all the help the community gave him to, to get the doors back open as That's well. That's great. Um, since then, uh, I th- the current ownership group took it over in 2016. So the original owners had it through then. Mm-hmm. And then 2016 is really when Front Street, I'd say, kind of blew up. Yeah. And that's as far as we got in the distribution. Uh, before, it was just kind of your, your local place to go to to meet up with friends and enjoy a beer. Mm-hmm. And it still is locally, uh, but we were not spread outside of you know the Quad Cities area right. um, in the Illinois or anything like that. Like you had to come over here mm-hmm. if you wanted to enjoy beers. Um, and at the time it opened, it was the first brew pub in the state of Iowa. So brew, t- brew pub is essentially a brewery that also serves food. Mm-hmm. If you're a brewery and you don't serve food, you're just a brewery. Yep. Um, so that was number one in the state of Iowa when it opened. That's and insane. at the time there was no other breweries in the Quad Cities. So there was breweries 100 years ago in the Quad Cities, but there was a big gap in time where Quad mm-hmm. Cities didn't have a craft beer scene. Um, so Front Street's been around the longest in the leading area. Leading the way. Leading the way so far. Um, you know, obviously with the success of Cherry Bomb Blonde, that's the, yeah. our most popular beer by far. Um, it's even if we, we try introducing new, new beers because <laughs> we want to we want to still sell Cherry, but we want to yeah. take a little bit of uh, the sales uh, share away from that. Yeah. And people just still go go back to what they They're like. Loyal. So, you guys yeah. have such a loyal following, too. Yeah, we do for sure. You know, there's there's uh, companies and stuff that put voting and stuff out there. There's beer fests that have votings, voting and stuff out there, um, and we're usually at the top or near the top uh, in in all those events and and votes and stuff like that that go on. And I think that's just a testament to the consistency of the of the beers over the year. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the consistency of the food as well. You know, we hear, we hear people that come into the restaurant and say, you know, oh, my wife and I had our first date back in 1992 here, or 1993 yeah. here. And, like, you know, we've come here once a week since or once a month since or however however they come. But it's like there's stories behind our locations from 30 years ago. Which is so cool. That people are still living today and they, they love still coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our taproom location at the Freight House. Prime that was, time. That was <laughs> started in 2016 or 2012. Is when they put that location in there. Um, obviously, City of Davenport runs that facility down there on the riverfront, um, and we've been a tenant there for a long time. Yeah. And then, just in 2020, they expanded the tap room into its current footprint where it's at now. So before, I'd, I'd say it was very cozy in there. Mm-hmm. If, if if you were in there before, it's the brewing area was probably about two thirds of the space, and then you had a, a bar where the beers were flowing. And there was maybe about 40 seats in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they expanded into the uh, building adjacent to them, or I guess the space a- a- adjacent to them, they were in the same building. Um, it really doubled the space and just yeah. allowed for a bigger bar with more table seating, allowed us to you know, bring in musicians or bring yes. in comedy acts, um, have uh, you know, a semi-private rental space if a company mm-hmm. or an organization wants to rent or reserve 
you know, the back half of the of the tap room. Yeah, that's for, a cool little a special spot. occasion. Yeah. So it, it's really made a big difference the last four years on having that um, space there. And then the patio and the deck out on the freight house is definitely one of the Love best it. in the Quad Cities. You have a view of the river. You have a view of the baseball stadium. Mm-hmm. You have the band shell at LeClaire Park out there. You can see over to Illinois. Yep. Um, boats going by, birds flying by. Yeah, uh, nothing better. The farmer's market on the weekend is absolutely insane yeah. in the summer times. There's 10,000 people that go through there on a, on a Saturday. That's um, a lot of cherry bomb blonde. So it, it's nuts. <laughs> yes. Saturdays we love. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, can you talk about the brew process? Um, let us know, if, for those that don't know which building this takes place in, you touched on that a little bit, um, and how you locate your products. Yeah, so uh, as I mentioned, Nate, he's one of, Nate's one of our co-owners, um, and he's also the head brewer as well. So there's, there's companies they order their grains from, mm-hmm. uh, companies they order their hops from, yeasts, everything like that. Um, I don't handle that from my standpoint, but yeah. he gets deliveries about every other week. Uh, for items he needs just dropped off right there at the tap room. Um, if you're ever going down River Drive and you see a big semi-truck just stopped in the road, mm-hmm. um, our, <laughs> that grain bin that's outside our, um, I guess it would be the back of the building or the front of the building. It depends on how you look at the freight house. Yeah. Um, but it's right there along River Drive. That grain bin is actually used for grain oh, storage. A lot cool. of people think it's just a prop or it's yes. just something that looks Myself cool. Myself included. Um, no, they, they fill that up, and it holds 32,000 pounds of grain. Wow. Um, in it. So it's it's massive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a line from that that feeds into the building. Okay. Basically, when, when they're going to brew, they will start that up. There's a mill mm-hmm. just inside the just inside the uh, garage door there that it goes through, and auger feeds it through. It goes through our mill. And then from the mill, it goes up to our hopper. We'll, we'll mix it with our hot water that goes into that. Um, and it will go through our mash tun that goes through its process. And then uh, one of the cool things that I enjoy is – um, the product that comes out of that is called wort. Oh. And if you're familiar with the brewing process, you're like, man, wort, what is wort? That's a really weird word. Uh, basically, it's kind of like that byproduct that comes. We transfer the liquid over to the next vessel. Okay. But all the solids stay. Oh, um, sure. And, we, and a, lot of brewery, a lot of breweries will do this. This, this isn't anything special that we do. Uh, but there's a local farmer that comes and picks up that wort, and they feed it through the livestock. The cows and the pigs love it. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, there's no alcohol in it. At that point, it's just basically kind of like damp grain. Sure. And they love eating it. Mm-hmm. So they pick it up. We don't charge them. They just come get it out of our way. Well, it's a win-win. Um, and then what I like to do personally is I will go through and grab maybe about a quarter of it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I make dog treats out of them for my dog. No way. Yeah, dogs love them as well. Oh, that's so cool. Yep, mix them with a little bit of peanut butter and an egg and some flour, and you have dog treats. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. I love that. <laughs> but, yeah, from there, uh, like I said, there, there's no alcohol introduced at this point. So yeah. when it goes over to our next uh, vessel, which is the kettle, mm-hmm. uh, that's where we'll add the hops, and you get those aromas and the flavors from the hops, and then we transfer, transfer that to our fermenters. So okay. we have five 15-barrel fermenters at our Davenport location here. Um, that's where the yeast is added, and basically that's where the first alcohol appears. That's mm-hmm. um, where the CO2 starts doing its thing. And then it'll sit in those for a couple weeks, and then we keg it off directly. Uh, nice. We have a cooler on-site, and then we have another warehouse location uh, down on River Drive that is literally just a big beer shed mm-hmm. um, where we store uh, what we can't fit in our taproom location. And then where do you do the canning? Where does that happen? Yeah, so, you know, they used to do canning uh, back in 2016, 2017 when they first started. Yeah. I mentioned earlier the space was very small. So mm-hmm. when they canned, they completely shut down. It was kind of all hands on deck. All the owners were in there. Every employee was in there canning. Mm-hmm. 
and it just wasn't efficient and the beer demand started getting higher than what we could actually create. Right. Um, so right now we're partnering with Potosi Brewing up in Potosi, Wisconsin. So they have all of our beer recipes and they will brew beer for us as well. And then they have nice. a 40,000 square foot uh, production floor up there uh, Perfect. currently that they're they're running out of. So the beer is brewed there on site. Mm-hmm. It's put in the kegs there on site if needed. It's put in the cans there if needed and stored for us until one of our distributors will pick it up from them. Nice. Yeah. Seems pretty smooth. <laughs> it is pretty smooth. You know, we don't have to touch it. You know, we just have to basically line up the brew schedule. Nate works with those guys very closely up there. Yeah. Um, about the only interaction I have with them is if they need labels. So, okay. like I said, our, our beer labels... Um, one shout out to our uh, local designer, Danny O'Leary. He does a great job on our on our labels. Uh, but if they run low, like we have an order in for Cherry Bomb labels right now. Mm-hmm. Um, about 50,000 labels are headed up there, I think, next yeah next week. Wow. I'm trying to think about the date. Um, but yeah, those, we usually order those about 50,000 at a time. Okay. And then some of the other beers we'll order. Um, I think our seasonals, we ordered about 30,000 mm-hmm. of our seasonals. But those last us a couple of years. Um, so yeah, we sure. definitely go through a lot of labels, but they keep all that up there. They literally have just shelves and shelves of boxes of labels sitting there ready to go. Um, so I'll put those orders in if we need to. Mm-hmm. And then when our distributors are ready for a pickup, if there's a restaurant or a bar that wants something on tap or a grocery store or convenience store that needs our cans sitting on their shelves, mm-hmm. the distributors will work with the crew up at Potosi to line up a pickup. That is so smooth. Out. Oh my gosh. Perfect. Yeah. Can you um, can you highlight a few special beers um, that are exclusive to Front Street Brewery? I know you said that Cherry Bomb Blonde is by far the most popular, but the Mahalo Pineapple Rattler, that's one of my favorites in the summertime. Tell us about a few other, like, super popular brews. Yeah, so Mahalo, I mean, I would say all the beers are exclusive to us, right? Right, they're all right. Our, all of our recipes. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, Mahalo, that's been around for a few years now, and it's became increasingly popular. Uh, pineapple Rattler. So Rattler is not a style a lot of people are familiar are familiar with, but it's very refreshing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's borderline like, is this really a beer I'm drinking? Because yeah. it really doesn't taste like a beer. It tastes almost like you're drinking a fruity soda water mm-hmm. or a fruity 7-Up or Sprite because yep. it's kind of got that fizziness to it um, as well. But that one does re- uh, very well for us. Raging River still does very well for us. And Raging River and Cherry Bomb have been around for a really long time. Mahalo was one of the newer creations that the team came up with. Uh, some of the, f- the more fun stuff we're doing uh, is our first Frickin' Fridays is what oh, yeah. we call them. So yeah. that's where we basically come out with, uh, we put it in a pin keg, which is technically smaller than a Frickin' keg. Mm-hmm. Frickin' is just another name for like you have six barrel or half barrel okay. or full barrel. So a six barrel is one sixth of a, of a normal uh, barrel. And so a pin is technically smaller. It's, gosh, I don't remember the number off the top of my head. I want to say it's around like 30 beers, I think, okay. in a pin. So we release it on a Friday, and essentially the first 30 people that order it are the only ones that are going to get wow. it. So if you want this beer, we tap it usually at 4 o'clock on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to get there early because mm-hmm. once it's gone, it's gone. Wow. We won't have it again. Um, and then we just started doing, we had our first beer of the month. Not a very creative name, but I haven't came up with anything <laughs> better yet. Um, we just started doing this. And these are all in addition to our normal beers that are always on tap. We have anywhere from 12 to 15 beers that are always on tap. Mm-hmm. First Frickin' Friday is always the first Friday of the month. 
the first beer of the month is going to be on the first day of the month. Okay. Um, and that, again, is going to be a variant spinoff of, of something that we currently make. So we'll take one of our beers and use that as a base. Mm-hmm. And then what did we do last week? We did a... I forget what I called it. It was basically I Mahalo, but it was a, I call it sweet and spicy, I think I said, because it was our Mahalo, which is technically a, a sweet beer. Mm-hmm. And then he, Nate added an ancho chili pepper to it as well. So wow. it kind of gave it a little bit of a chili peppery taste on the back end. Uh-huh. It wasn't really spicy, but I just thought sweet and spicy was kind of a fun name for it. Yeah, I like it. Um, so yeah, once a month we'll be doing that, and then once a month we'll be doing the Firkin. So those will be very limited mm-hmm. um, and exclusive to just the taproom location. I've had... Um, a cherry bomb blonde mixed with a mahalo before, and that was delicious too. Yeah, is so, that from a Firkin Friday? Uh, or? You know, it could have been. Yeah, um, but chances are people were probably doing it long before we have people request that. Um, so the I don't think we have a name for that one, but if you take basically half cherry bomb, half mahalo, and mix it, that's a good mix. Mm-hmm. People have been mixing our new blue jacket blueberry. Yes. With Mahalo as well. Yes. And mixing that one. People also really like to mix Cherry Bomb Blonde and our Vanilla Porter. Oh. And that one we call Chocolate che- Covered Cherry. Because our Vanilla por- Porter is very chocolatey. Yes. And smooth. Mm-hmm. And you do really get that um, Chocolate Covered Cherry flavor to it. So, And some people like the... So one of the things we do and a lot of people do, obviously you drop actual maraschino cherries inside mm-hmm. the Cherry Bomb Blonde. People that order that beer for their very first time are like, what the heck are you doing putting mm-hmm. in my beer? Because they're like, oh, this is a thing. No, this is a thing. That's actually how we prefer people serve our beer if it comes from draft. Um, people like to call it a dirty cherry sometimes because they don't want just the cherry, but they want a little bit of the cherry juice oh, that sure. comes from the jar. Yeah. And when they pour that in, it just makes the beer a lot more red. Mm-hmm. It makes it sweeter. So we have people order it that way as well. Okay. I've never ordered it that way, but maybe I'll have to try. Yeah. I also Absolutely. saw the Snickerdoodle Cream Ale. Is that a seasonal? Right beer? now it is a seasonal, okay. yeah. So, and if, if you're a fan of that style of cookie, uh, yes. you know, obviously it's a holiday cookie, yeah. typically around the Christmas, Thanksgiving, Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Man, it tastes just like you're drinking a Snickerdoodle cookie. It's so good. Um, at our taproom location and even at some of our tastings, we'll take a little bit of, um, it's basically cinnamon and sugar, like a Captain Crunch mix but without the actual pieces it's mm-hmm. just the remnants of the bottom of the bag um they sell this at local grocery stores and we'll just sprinkle just a little bit on, on top of the snickerdoodle oh people love gosh. it it like just gives it an extra kick to it yeah extra sweetness um yeah snickerdoodle is our our winter seasonal and then we're getting ready to come out with our blue jacket blueberry um here in march so okay. that'll, that'll be our spring seasonal that sounds delicious. Our summer too. seasonal, I'm not going to say what it, it's going to be, yet, <laughs> but we have a summer seasonal coming out that could or could not be a sour. Okay. And then our fall seasonal is our Baroness Red Ale. So it's kind of like our amber style yes. ale. Perfect. Um, so how do you, how does the new beer process work? Like who gets to sit in on those brainstorming sessions? What does it look like? How do you choose? So... We have business meetings every Tuesday where we all get together, uh, our managers from our restaurant, the tap room, mm-hmm. the brewery, and then all the owners. We, we get in the room and sit for a couple hours, and we usually start brainstorming uh, new beer ideas, or has there been a beer in the past that we've done that we people really enjoyed and we mm-hmm. heard a lot of positive feedback on? And then, you know, maybe a few weeks later when we meet again, Nate will bring in some samples of something that he put together. It's like, right. hey, you know, we just talked about this blueberry beer. Yeah. Let's let's try it. Mm-hmm. He, he made some real quick. And uh, 
we had, we had some good feedback from our distributors as well. So we, we talk with them and say, hey, you know, what are you guys seeing in your market right now? Right. And so we're in Iowa, Illinois, and Wisconsin. Those are the three states we're in. And, you know, we'll ask them, hey, is there something that you're hearing from your customers that, like, they're wanting to drink this style of beer? Or is there a trend going on right mm-hmm. now that as much as, like, we try not to jump on too many trends, like Oktoberfest, Martin Styles beers, like, our owners absolutely do not want to get into that game because yeah. pretty much everybody does Oktoberfest beers. Yeah. I personally love them, so I wish we would. Yeah. <laughs> but they're just like, everybody makes that beer, and then if you don't sell it, you're stuck with it in March. And nobody wants an Oktoberfest in March. Exactly. So, you know, there's certain trends that we evaluate, you know, like right now, ciders and seltzers are big. And yeah. technically, you're a brewery. You can you can make those. Mm-hmm. Um, non-alcoholic beers are currently trending up right now. And it's like, gosh, do we, do we want to get into a non-alcoholic space, or do we kind of want to stay in our lane? So those are all conversations, um, you know, the size of vessels. Like w- right now we use 16-ounce cans, yeah. which is, is a pint serving. If you go to a, any restaurant or bar, you're going to get 16 ounces of it. Um, you know, do we want to scale down the 12-ounce cans? Right now that's a growing category in the craft beer market. Mm-hmm. So a 12-ounce can in a 12-pack. Yeah. Right now we offer 16-ounce cans in a 4-pack. Mm-hmm. Well, do people want to drink 16-ounce cans or 12-ounce cans? So those are discussions we have in our meetings. Um Right now, we don't have any plans to switch uh, what we're currently pr- uh, producing our product in. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's something working. down the road. We <laughs> might, you know, it's if that's a thing, if people want some of those lighter beers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people call them like lawnmower beers. It's like, what's a beer that you're going <laughs> right. to go do yard work in? Yeah. Um, you know, Cherry Bomb is a good option for that. Our Goldilocks Golden Ale is a good option for that. That's about as light, light of a beer. Mahalo is a great option for a lawnmower beer. So I could see some of those uh, more popular styles that we sell by volume. Mm-hmm potentially going into a 12 ounce 12 pack offering but yeah. you know for now we're sticking to what works and exactly we kind of evaluate things every few weeks mm-hmm. to see, see what's going on i want to sit in on the on a brainstorming session for a new brew for the summertime <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like fun can the tasting is the best part of it oh my gosh yeah um can you talk about like your food menu just a little bit tell us like what people can expect to find when they um, check out your pub and eatery. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, you know, we have some favorites on the menu that have been on there for a couple of decades now. There's certain items we just don't mess with and we don't take off the menu because mm-hmm. as soon as you do, it's it's everybody's favorite item. Yeah. Like as soon as you take it away from exactly. them. Exactly. And But we introduce a new menu about every six months. So we kind of come out with a winter theme menu. Like right now, our pub chili is on. Mm-hmm. Pub chili usually goes away in the winter time or in the summertime. And, you know, summertime, we'll maybe bring back like an extra sandwich or something like that. And maybe one of our heavier entrees will mm-hmm. go off. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we have a variety of appetizers from nachos to pretzels yeah. to wings uh, to cheese curds. And then we have about, I think, 10 or 12 different uh, burgers on right now and about 10 other kinds of sandwiches. Nice. Uh, a couple entrees. We have four new tacos that we just introduced um, that's actually one of my favorite items on the or any of our tacos right now is we had four on before and we got to the point where we felt they were just okay. Mm-hmm. It was like, we know we can do these better. So we had our staff kind of brainstorm and like, hey, throw together some tacos. Here's kind of the proteins we think should be, you know, what's the other ingredients? What kind of shells are we going to use? Sure. And our kitchen staff came up with this. And, and the four new tacos we just launched are awesome. Cool. All of them. So like, everybody I, go I check them out. any four of them and I'm happy with all four of them at the same time. Very cool. Um, you know, we have a kid's menu. 
obviously, um, you know, we have Front Street Beer down at the restaurant as well. And then there's wine. Mm-hmm. It's a full bar, so there's cocktails. If, if you're not a beer drinker, there's other options as well. Um, you know, lemonade, sweet teas, pop, everything mm-hmm. like that. And again, amazing patio space down there. Yes. And, and when the weather's nice. So we have a covered space that's directly out back. And then there's a little alley space that's between the restaurant and the building next door. That's um, my favorite. It has an uncovered spot. And it's yeah. just super cool out there. There's, uh, you know, brick walls and yep. exposed steel beams and, like, openings where windows used to be on the facade of the building that used to be there and yeah. stuff like that. So it's just a really nice It's a space cool hangout. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, okay, tell us uh, about some upcoming events or collaborations that our residents and visitors should uh, keep an eye out for. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mentioned Blue Jackets coming out, so that's our Blueberry Ale. That'll be out available the 1st of March. So mm-hmm. look for that at your local favorite grocery store. Definitely the tap room. It'll be on there. Other events we have, I don't have a date yet, but one of our big events is our Topless Brewery Cruise. So it sounds inappropriate, but it's totally <laughs> not. Uh, topless basically means a convertible vehicle, right? So you think of Jeeps, yeah. uh, Broncos, any kind of convertible sports car, um, even motorcycles, just anything that doesn't have a top. Um, all vehicles are welcome. We It's, it's a charity-based event. Um, that we donate to the honor flight of the Quad Cities, all the funds to. Oh, I love that. So it's it's any vehicle. You don't. It can have a hard top on it. You can have your soft top up if yeah. it's not a nice day. Um, we do the event rain or shine. So I don't have a date set for it or the exact route, but we change up the locations every time we do it. Uh, we go to other local breweries around the area, and we'll stop there for an hour, mm-hmm. and then we kind of do a little scenic drive through the countryside or along the riverfront. And go to the next stop. Typically, Perfect. there's like four stops, but it's an awesome charity event. Uh, raises some money for them to, you know, help people fly out to DC. Um, the other charity we've done that for is Getting Heroes Home. So again, kind of sticking with our mil- military themed cans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's those those two charities are our primary charities, and they're both uh, military or veteran based. Um, Getting Heroes Home as well. So we we donate some money to them based on those events. Uh, we have one in the spring, one in the fall. So we kind of. Perfect. Yes, people get spring fever. Yep. They want to get their get their topless vehicles out and cruise around. Exactly. And then in the fall, they're they're like, all right, when's the weather going to be too cold to do this? So they're trying to get that last ride in. Exactly. Um, yeah. Our October anniversary again. We always do something for that, and then uh, we always have a National Cherry Day. Obviously, we got to support our biggest beer. Gotta. And we have uh, Jenna Sue's our Cherry Bomb Blonde. She'll she'll make an appearance uh, and do National Cherry Day. We have beer deals. Uh, so yeah, we, we try to line up, um, as many events as we can mm-hmm. right now. Uh, February 22nd, um, is our comedy sports night. So if you've cool. ever been to comedy sports over in Moline, yep. uh, they're an awesome show. My wife and I have been to that many times. I love watching them. It's all improv. You could go to a show on Friday and go to the show on Saturday the next day, and it's not going to be the same. Completely it's gonna, different. It's different a hundred percent of the mm-hmm. time. So we're going to do, we've been working with them, and we're going to have our first show on Thursday the 22nd at 7 o'clock uh, down at our taproom space. So oh, it'll be that's incredible. So a scaled-down version of what they do in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll probably be like one versus one mm-hmm. with a referee, but it'll be the exact, same exact concept. So that's instead so of cool. relying on your team to maybe help pull you through, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be one versus one. So it's, yeah. you got to do everything. May the best man Yeah, and it's a free show, so we're not charging any cover or admission fee to that. Um, so hopefully people come down and, and enjoy some free comedy. Incredible. That sounds like a blast. Yeah, Everybody I'm, go I'm, check I'm that out. I'm looking forward to it for sure. Yeah, so cool. 
Well, Brandon, thank you so much for taking time to come talk with me today. This has been a blast. I want to go to Front Street right now. <laughs> I mean, we can. Let's go. <laughs> go grab a beer. So I'm actually heading there. <laughs> yeah. Happy Friday, everybody. Um, check out their social media and follow along and, um, yeah, keep tabs on what's to come. Sounds like you guys. Yeah, sounds like you guys got a lot of good things in the works. Thank you. All right, thank you so much.